Stat Media Group, delivering logistics news since 1986. This is Cargo Masterminds from Stat Media Group. It's Monday and it's time to catch up with our new Cargo Mastermind. Hello and welcome to Cargo Masterminds. My name is Reggie John. It has been a year since the World Health Organization officially declared COVID-19 as a pandemic and life has been has not been same since then for all of us around the world. People and organizations changed quickly and adapted to a new lifestyle. While travel came to a standstill, moving goods and cargo was essential to keep the world alive. While passenger aviation has reduced to almost nothing, more planes were deployed to move cargo. Demand for cargo charters saw a rapid rise and charter operators were busy and worked 24-7 to meet the demand for charter for PPE initially and then to move all critical goods that did not have access to capacity because of the absence of passenger flights. Chapman Freeborn, established in 1973, has developed into one of the largest and best-known aircraft charter brokers. Over the last 48 years, Chapman Freeborn carefully created a position for itself as the leading air cargo charter solution provider in the world. Through carefully orchestrated acquisitions of key assets, Chapman Freeborn is a reliable partner for cargo charters in key industries that include oil and gas, animal transport, humanitarian, aerospace, automotive, and onboard career. My guest today is a person who started his career in Chapman Freeborn as a trainee in 1987, and he has ascended to become the CEO of the company and now the chairman of the board at Chapman Freeborn Group. Under Rusi Bartliwala's leadership, Chapman Freeborn became a world leader in chartered brokering. I'm so happy to welcome Rusi Bartliwala, chairman of the board, Chapman Freeborn Group, to today's episode of Cargo Masterminds. Rusi, welcome to the show. Thank you, Reggie. As you know, always a pleasure to see you and always, always a pleasure to work with Stat Times. Okay, uh, let's have a quick rewind to what happened in the last uh, one year. I had an opportunity to talk to you on one of the webinars that we had organized uh, that was way back in April uh, 2020. Uh, uh, take us through cargo charter demand in the pandemic, uh, initially for PPEs and uh, now perhaps for vaccines. Uh, how do you look back in the last one year? Well, that's a good question. Uh, where, where do you start? Um, okay, so you know the last year has just been uh, one one sort of one big story from from starting off a year ago in in February or January of 2020. You know the whole industry was in a real downward spike. Um, uh, people were returning airplanes. We were we at, uh, at at Chapman and Magma actually returned a 747 uh, to the to the lessor in uh, in February of last year only to wish we would have it back in March and, 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 and so on. Um, from March, obviously, the, the year just continued um, to, 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 to climb and climb with PPE, but, but not only PPE. I think um, you know, the PPE phase was, was maybe three or four months, um, but generally the, the need for freighters has just uh, has boomed in, in 2020 in all, in all verticals. And, and we've We've obviously had a, a very, very good and very successful year with uh, with with the freighters in general, with our own uh, leased assets uh, the, that we have, the four 747s that are, are are flying flat out for some of the the major forwarders, um, but also for automotive freight movements in Europe, we have um, 
We have a couple of, uh, of, of, uh, of aircraft that specialize in automotive. They've been incredibly busy. Uh, but also our, our, our third-party chartering and, and our Praetor uh, chartering has, has been very strong and continues up to today as, as very, very, very strong. You see, how do you look at the, the demand and supply mismatch in air freight? Uh, of course, uh, we still have the passenger aviation very, very slow in terms of returning uh, back to what we experienced uh, uh, before pandemic. So how do you look at and what is your evaluation of the, of the mismatch in supply and demand? Well, again, let's go back a year ago or, or, or 14 months ago, you know, the, the, the freight business was was dominated by bellies. And I think, you know, what we've really seen is that as the bellies have gone, um, the demand is is quite amazing how, how much demand there really is. Uh, I mean, adding to that, let's not forget that, um, you know, through the pandemic, the, the needs and requirements of e-commerce um, and, you know, living in a house with three Three ladies. I, I know how often uh, the doorbell rings and uh, and something's delivered far away. I think we've all we've all seen that. So, so not only has the the normal air freight that was previously in bellies uh, uh, now moved on to freighters. Um, a lot of the, there's a big increase through e-commerce has come along as well. So that um, we're not only uh, we're only seeing a boom not because of of a mismatch in in terms of belly versus freighter, but we're now seeing an, an increase because of the of the e-commerce uh, requirements. Um, and, and moving on from PPE, um, you know, PPE is still around. There is still a lot of uh, gloves and masks and, and now a, a huge amount of test kits being flown around. There's going to be a mismatch for a long time, in, in my opinion, at least for probably uh, certainly until January, February of next year. Lucy, and, and you're happy with the charter business and uh, you're quite bullish about the cargo charter business. You know, I, I've been doing this for so long, Reggie, and, and I've been, you know, I've seen uh, the tsunamis, I've seen the earthquakes, um, um, I've seen uh, um, the, the, the humanitarian disasters, and, and, you know, I've never seen anything like this. Um, this is quite exceptional, and it's something that, you know, I, nobody, I, I, I hope for everybody's sake, actually, that we don't see it again. I'm kind of a bit tongue-in-cheek there, but, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this is a one-off situation. Um, it's going to continue for another year. Um, I then expect normality of some sort to come back in, um, and I and I and I hope that freighters will be, um, you know, will have gone up in esteem by shippers and and by people everywhere to see what they've actually been able to do in this time, and that people don't forget. Rossi, would you would you like to have a few more freighters in the in the Magma fleet? No. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's a great question. I mean, we are we are continuously looking for for additional lift. Um, but you know, it, it's it's very funny, uh, Reggie. There's just so many um, people out in the market, um, and and uh, people you know that one or two man uh, organizations that are offering 747 freighters, and and uh, there's also you know the 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 the, the emails that go out from uh, from some kind of scams offering aircraft. Uh, I mean, it, it's quite amazing how 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 freighters and 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 freight movement is so in these days. But um, quite literally, everybody is offering airplanes that don't exist or that you know that, that are very. You know, if you're if you're serious about um, the freighters, then you know exactly which aircraft, which MSN. You know exactly which aircraft is available or not available, and and so on. So um, of course we'd like we'd like more aircraft, and our customers are demanding that we provide more aircraft because um, also the same with um, the same with Magma and the the Air Atlanta fleet that we use. But everybody else has the same issues that these aircraft need to go into maintenance. 
and um, and they get need to go into maintenance for for quite some time. And um, when you're flying flat out and 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 really working these aircraft, they need to be maintained. So taking an airplane out, you're always going to have a shortfall, and you need to replace it with something. So um, you know we are not we're not uh, different to anybody else. We are looking particularly to to replace uh, uh, ground a uh, downtime when we have aircraft in maintenance. But you know the market is there. We could definitely sell more than we were selling at the moment. Are you seriously considering uh, getting a, a few more of them or on, on, on a lease? Absolutely. Watch this space, Reggie. I can't say, but um, maybe maybe we'll have some news uh, soon. And would, would that be on the same uh, 747 or would you look at any other model as well? Well, I think long term, our organization is, is, is the new mother company in particular, is looking at all kinds of freighters. Um, and, and they've started, um, as it was recently a press release out with the SmartLinks, which is a sister company of ours, uh, providing now a couple of aircraft, a couple of A321 uh, freighters into to DHL. Um, there are seven three freighters that are in the group, um, and there are more to come. And they're looking at definitely looking at all types of future uh, conversions um, and, and new aircraft that will come into the market in maybe not next year, but in in a couple of years. Rasi, just a, uh, a quick comment on uh, some of the recent trends in terms of uh, Air Canada beginning to have their their fleet of freighters seven six seven. Uh, LATAM converting 767 into freighters, uh, CMS, CGM, uh, are predominantly and, and only a free uh, freight company uh, starting a freighter operation, A330. How do you look at these and uh, do you think these are for a short term or for the next two years is good enough for, uh, for these companies to kind of um, uh, survive? You know, I, I think, um, I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot of hype about air cargo at the moment. And, and I think, um, you know, the rates are at a, at a level where you can operate a medium-sized freighter, and I, I would say a 7.6 on the transatlantic, and you can do that at a, at a, at a profitably. Um, in normal times, I'm not sure you can actually do that. But certainly at the moment, yes, if you look at the figures and you, you try to operate a 7.6 on a, on a transatlantic, it makes sense because the rates are so high. Now, whether those rates will be sustained going beyond maybe two years or, or three years, I, I, it's difficult for me to say. Um, but then again, as e-commerce increases, they'll, they'll always be a requirement and, and it probably will. But, but whether these, these incredible days and these uh, highly profitable days as they are now for freighter operators will, will continue, it, I, I don't think so. I doubt it. In terms of your revenue contribution of the cargo charter operation, and uh, today's interviews, we are talking only about uh, air cargo charters, not on the, on the passenger side of the chartering business. Uh, what is the kind of revenue share from the cargo business, cargo charter business uh, to the overall Chapman Freebond group? Uh, and if, if you can divide that also into freighters or the passenger flights, which are only used for cargoes. I'm not going to be able to go into that much detail, Reggie, but what, what I can tell you is that, you know, Chapman Freebone has always been um, very strong in the cargo side of the business. And, and there's, a, there's a good reason for that. In my previous role as CEO um, and together with my, my colleague Shahi Azunian, we were both very cargo orientated and the business has always been very cargo, um, cargo heavy in terms of revenues. Um, last year, um, our passenger business and our VIP jet business was because of the pandemic and because of the lack of travel, obviously they, they did not perform to the, to the levels that we would have expected them to. But that's not, obviously not through their own fault. That's just because the market was, was as it was. 
Um, when it comes to cargo charter, I, I, you know, Magma Aviation operates only charters, uh, or, or predominantly only charters. They, they operate one or two routes where they, um, where they are uh, uh, selling on a, on a kilo type basis, but predominantly it's all charters. We sell charters, full charters to, to freight forwarders. And then our third party chartering is, um, is obviously the, the, our, what we call our core business. Um, and adding to that um, uh, Intratco, which oper operates full charters in the animal sector. Um, and then, um, uh, and then on, on our onboard courier business, which is obviously it's not charters, but it's, it's something similar. We have Arcus Air that operates full charters. So if I add all of those up together, we probably last year at about 90% of our entire group's business was all focused on, on cargo charter, if not even more, maybe even 95%. Coming to uh, Rusi on to uh, on to some of your key vertical businesses and the impact it had in the last one year because of the pandemic, oil and gas, automotive, aerospace, animal transport. Of course, we did see a number of uh, freighters carrying uh, from cows to pigs to uh, maybe in the recent past. I think it's a, it's a horses. Uh, have you seen the volumes getting back uh, into into the pre-pandemic, or are you still finding stress on the on some of these verticals? Well, to be honest with you, I don't think we've seen a let up in any of the verticals, um, certainly since March or April of last year, whether it's automotive, whether it's aerospace, whether it's animals, everything is up. And, um, and, and quite likely the reason we're seeing it is because, you know, the charter broker, you know, normally in, the, in this day and age, if a, if a freight forwarder uh, has a requirement, they'll go to an airline. Only, it's only when the airline says no that they'll necessarily come to us. Um, so... You know, if a, if a scheduled operation or a scheduled uh, solution is not available, then these requests come to us. So we've seen an increase, obviously, in all types of requests because of the lack of, of, of availability of the, of the legacy carriers and, and, and some of the, the major fre uh, freighter carriers. So from our perspective, um, everything is, is on and up. Um, the animal transportation part in particular, um, there, there, you know, there is some um, new legislation, or there's some new rulings on the transport of, of animals into China, which we've, which we've um, uh, been involved with. Um, there's um, in the humanitarian side has, has continued, and and we've been been very, very strong for us in the in the last year as well. Which which isn't always as simple because with the lack of, of freighters, um, we you know we're literally having to be very, very creative and come up with our solutions to to finding. Um, to finding out of you know having to really think out of the box how do we how do we come up with a solution here because there is limited to no freighter availability at all but did you have an impact on the onboard courier because of uh, the lack of the passenger uh, flights around well I, that's very interesting reggie because last year um and i think about this time you know our onboard courier business was from went from 100 to zero uh, and maybe not quite zero but 10 percent um, since then, I'm, I'm happy to say it, it's gone right way back up again, and and we're you know we're we're looking at that at new record levels of business in the in the onboard career business. Um, I mean that's down to that's down to a couple of things. One, we have an absolutely brilliant team of people uh, working in in three centres around the world: Hong Kong, uh, Los Angeles, and Cologne. So it's a it's a true 24 service centre. You know, you get a request, you get an answer within 10 minutes. Um, we've got literally thousands of professional couriers that that um, that fly for us, um, and we've just been very, very innovative and, and very clever in how we've managed that business, and it's now paying off for us big, uh, in in a in a big way. Well, see, I think within uh, with the acquisition of Intradco being and becoming a part of the Chapman Freeborn, uh, 
I've seen a number of reports in terms of the, the amount, the, the, the volume of um, animal transport that has happened uh, since then. Uh, uh, how serious is this part of the business and the entire Chapman Freeborn group? And uh, are there any, any specific focus on this particular segment? Well, let, let me let me explain the, the, the following. You know, Reggie, we we've you know our, our business is generally a niche business. So you know, charter broking is is something that you know if you're going to do it, you need to do it properly and you need to do it well. There are you know there are a lot of organisations that claim to be charter brokers, but you know it's not as simple as that. And um, you know you've got to be very clear about what you're doing. You've got to be very professional about you know you've got to understand the the aviation world. So when you get involved then in animal transportation, you're, you're putting on at least another five layers of complexity, um, specialized knowledge and, and niche. So, you know, you may think that, you know, you may see that there are, you know, quite a few charter brokers around, but charter brokers that specialize on animal transportation, they're even less. And so, you know, for us, our, our, you know, our goal has always been to stay in niche, profitable niche businesses, um, not the run of the mill um, businesses where, where we, you know, where we are basically um, having to compete on a, on a high level on an day to day basis. What we offer with, with, with companies such as Intratco is very, very specialized um, uh, knowledge and experience and, and professionalism. And, um, Intratco has, for example, has its own stores. So um, it provides its own horse stores, provides its own cattle stores, and um, again, that you know, that is a that is a that is a real niche in the in this business. You know, diversification of business uh, at Chapman uh, Freeborn Group and uh, your strategic decision to kind of acquire assets. Uh, for, for example, Intratco itself is uh, you don't want to become uh, just another cargo charter provider, but uh, basically bring in. Uh, domain expertise and knowledge. Uh, so tell us about the diversification of the business and uh, some of the acquisition that Chapman Freeborn made in the last uh, few years, uh, which are all been uh, phenomenally well. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think, um, I think uh, Reggie, this is something that um, goes back about mm, probably 10 now, 10, 11, 12 years ago. You know, we were in a, it, we were in a business that, um, that was changing rapidly. And, and we, we saw this change coming on to us that, you know, the airlines were, were looking to work with the uh, freight forwarders more. The freight forwarders were looking to work with the airlines more. And, and we were seeing ourselves in an in a, in a, in a, in a industry, charter industry, that we were being squeezed more and more with, with, uh, with new entrants into the business. Um, you know, the entrance for a, for a charter broker today is, is, is non-existent. If you have a, a fax, a, a handy, a mobile phone and, uh, and a bank account, you can be a charter broker. So, you know, at that time, we, we made a, the, the decision that, you know, we, we can't really continue this way. We need to control our own destiny going forward. Um, and fortunately, we were in a, you know, in the, in the, in the healthy, healthy financial position that we were able to diversify our business. And quite honestly, we, we were able to do that because of a lot of good relationships. And, and, and we, we were able to, for example, acquire Intratco Global because of a, a friendship between uh, Chris Chapman at the time and, um, and Eddie McMullen, who was the, the, the owner of, uh, of, of um, Intratco. So that was a, that's an, an example of how that actually came about. But, but since then, um, whether it's Magma, whether it's the onboard courier business, um, whether it's Arcus Air, um, whether it's businesses that we've, we've, we've sold, 
you know, it's all about um, trying to build a, a, a portfolio of business that where, where we basically are non-reliant, purely non-reliant on our, on our third-party broking business. And we've done that incredibly successfully, and I'm very proud of that. Um, because today we know at the beginning of the month that we, you know, we can we can pay our bills at the end of the month. But when you're a when you're a when you rely only on third-party aircraft chartering, it's it's tough and it can be tough if you unless you have your your own assets. And you know, we invested wisely. I believe we invested wisely. Um, Magma Aviation we invested in uh, initially in 216, um, increased the uh, the shareholding in 219 or two. Uh, I'm not sure the, which year, but we've now acquired the remaining uh, share in, in, in Magna now that it's 100% uh, organization owned by the Chapman Group. So we've, you know, we've done everything possible to, to get away from being just the, the third party broker and now offer our own assets. And, and I think we're in a, in a very strong position going forward. I mean, today, I would probably say our core business, core charter broking business, maybe only accounts for 40, 50% of our, of our total global revenues which is exactly what we wanted to achieve back 10, 12 years ago. You see, a quick word on the since uh, you operate a lot of uh, your cargo charters into, into Africa and the humanitarian uh, logistics is a very uh, key part of uh, Chapman Freeborn. Um, uh, how do you look at the, the vaccine distribution and the, the early uh, hype about uh, the potential uh, volume of vaccines being airlifted uh, uh, how do you look at uh, how things are uh, things are actually now being uh, carried uh, on the planes? Yeah, I, you know, I, I have always been skeptical when someone talks about eight thousand. Was it eight thousand seven forty sevens or, or whatever? I mean, I, I you know, I, I'd never, I never believed this, and 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 to this day, um, I'm not sure which airlines are really flying vaccines at at any major level. Certainly, the airlines that we work with on a regular basis, none of them are flying vaccines. Um, there is still a, a, a amount of PPE going around, and there is definitely um, uh, test kits now being flown at, at, a, at, a, at an incredible level. But vaccines themselves, we, we're not seeing any of it, and I'd be surprised if any of my my colleagues in the in the other broking businesses are, are seeing any of it either. Um, I would have thought that maybe the some of the, the very big integrators may be moving it, um, or some of the large uh, uh, freighter operators or legacy carriers may be moving it. But the charter business, uh, I can quite clearly state, we're not seeing any of the of the um, of the uh, uh, vaccines at the moment, at least not in any kind of a big style. Rusi, on the acquisition by Avia Solutions in 2019, how has things changed for you and for uh, Chapman Freeborn? Well, yeah, good question. Avia Solutions Group is a is a fantastic fit for us as an organisation. Um, we see a lot of a lot of synergies. Um, Albeit we are, you know, we are a standalone business, and uh, you know, the, the the chairman and CEO wants to see us being successful, and uh, we do everything we can to, as a standalone business, to to be successful. But there are synergies, and certainly with uh, with the assets of the um, of the of the business that of, of the the larger group that does give us um, give us some advantages going forward, and gives us a bit more scope in what we can offer um, as as a group. But I think you know the key word there, uh, Reggie, is 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 change. You know, and and I, I change is probably my favourite word. But you know that's something personal. I you know I need um, I need change to keep me uh, motivated and to keep me uh, creative. And 
um, you know, a lot of people are scared of the word change. So when you suddenly, you know, when you do declare that, you know, the business is now going to be owned by someone else, everybody's, you know, a lot of people are, are worried or concerned uh, because change does um, scare people. Um, but I think in certainly in, 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 in the case of, of ASG and Chapman Freeborn, um, there is no need for anybody to be scared. And I think um, so far we've, 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 you know, we've gone along, we've gone only been going for about 18 months now. Um, but we're, we're doing very well. And um, as I said, you know, the, 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 um, the cultures are similar. Um, the, the, the CEO and chairman is um, very, very hands-on, very, very demanding, but that's, you know, that, that's fine. That's what a, you know, that's what a shareholder should be. So we're going in the right direction. And, um, uh, you know, we're, we're having a, we had a record year last year and, and by the look of it, we're going to have a record year this year again. You like uh, change, Rusi, but um, you have been with this company for uh, 34 years. You didn't think of changing the changing the changing your uh, of your organization. Just a few reflections on your life at Chapman Freeborn for the last 34 years. Sir. Well, you know, Reggie, I, I left school at the age of 16, so I, I'm now working. This is my 41st year of of working, and um. I, I was explaining, telling this to someone recently. You know, there's a couple of reasons why I, I'm still where I am. And number one is, is you know, the, the charter business is 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 just basically it's fantastic. No two days are ever the same. And I and I can honestly say that after uh, 30, what is it, 34, four years now with Chapman Freeborn, um, it is always something different. And um, there's always a different situation. Um, and that's what that change is. What keeps me um, motivated. Keeps me interested um, and keeps me creative and, and wanting to, to continue to succeed. And the other thing, the other reason why I'm still, still here, uh, Reggie, is because nobody else ever offered me a job. Okay, that's good. Uh, uh, Rosie, how, how has uh, your role changed? And now you're the chairman of the board uh, at Chapman Freeborn. Uh, how actively you get involved in the, in the daily operations of the company? Well, I, you know that's a very that's a very good question, Reggie. I've been thinking about it. My my uh, my um, my tagline on my emails, you know, it says Rusi Batliwala, chairman of the chat of the group. I, I I'm thinking about changing that to uh, to uh, chairman and charter broker because uh, for for various reasons, I'm still involved in 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 certain day to day business, and I'm I'm, I'm quite uh, involved in in charters. Um, as I'm sure some of my suppliers and, 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 and colleagues will know. So, um, you know, to be honest with you, not a lot has changed. Um, but, um, but, you know, I have a, have a new great CEO, Eric Erbacher, who, who I, you know, I'm here to mentor and to, to help with, the, with this big organization. Um, and, I, and I probably have a little bit more freedom than I had in the past to, to, to do other things and to see other things. One of my big um, goals and plans was really to do mergers and acquisitions, and you know it's it's now it's now the time. It's it's probably not quite the time now because of of, of the pandemic for for me to be out and about um, and looking at at, at acquisitions. Um, and I've probably also you know looked at, at various parts of our business and thought you know maybe an acquisition isn't the right thing. Maybe we really need to invest more and go organically to to grow various businesses. So. Having that time now has enabled me to probably see things a little bit differently instead of just, you know, acquire, acquire, acquire. Maybe we need to invest, invest, invest and, and go go the, the organic route. Um, but, you know, I have the time now or let's say I have a little bit more time. So um, let's see. But Rossi, you have anything specific in mind in terms of where you want to invest or even in terms of an acquisition? What would be the area of the companies where you would want to acquire? 
Well, I, I think there's, you know, there's a couple of areas. Um, you know, certainly the the, the animal transportation business. Um, you know, we believe that there's uh, there's an opportunity to scale up there. Um, it's it's very fragmented the business, uh, the industry as a whole. Um, pulling it together would probably make a lot of sense. So that that would be one area. Um, maybe in the passenger in the passenger field as well, in the passenger commercial field, leasing area, that there's op opportunities there either to either to grow organically or to look at look at um, uh, um, acquisitions. Um, but we're kind of we're kind of reflecting on everything at the moment, uh, Reggie. And um, I think once the pandemic once the pandemic is is over, hopefully soon, um, you know, I'll have a clearer a clearer vision of of where we're going. Lucy, my last question is that I just want to go back to something that you said. There's a lot of hype about uh, air cargo. Uh, when you look at the air cargo industry in uh, in in general, what is normal and what is abnormal that you observe in the, of this industry? Well, I think what is abnormal is the fact that we're uh, we're living in a world still of praters and passenger aircraft flying cargo. You know, I, I said a year ago this isn't going to last. I was wrong. Uh, it's still lasting, and it and it's still uh, it's still you know it, it's quite amazing uh, to what level um, passenger aircraft are being used. Um, you, you know, we we've been operating flights from uh, Vietnam into the USA with 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 passenger freighters. Uh, we're operating uh, China, Europe, uh, and all kinds of routes. And you know, the aircraft of I, I, I'm, I was, I was very much of the opinion that this isn't going to last for more than a couple of months. And here we are in in in, in March of 2021, and we're booking through into April and 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 beyond. Um, and it, and it's interesting. I think one of the one of the funny things that came up the other day is, um, you know, one of the um, one of the national carriers. Um, one that's very close to my head office, to my office in Frankfurt, I won't name the name, um, recently objected um, to, a, to a charter flight uh, with, a, with an A340 passenger aircraft. So they objected to a cargo flight saying that they can operate this flight with an A340 passenger flight. Now, that is absolutely amazing. I, I, you know, who would have thought in this day and age that we'd ever get to the stage where um, you know, an, a, a, an airline would object uh, to a freight flight being flown with a passenger aircraft. So I think that kind of describes to you where we are at the moment in, in terms of um, in terms of the industry that, you know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, obviously, you know, we are looking at, 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 at passenger aircraft coming back, long haul uh, aircraft coming back. Um, but the Praetors are going to be around for a, for a bit longer, I think. Um, and I think, um, you know, all in all, the, the business, the industry is, is, um, is done so well. My, my only concern and my only hope is that, that people will remember um, that, you know, these, a lot of the freight forwarders that are now utilizing own control capacity, you know, they are doing that because they just can't rely on, on the large operators to, to move their freight at agreed, uh, at agreed rates um, and, and, and so on. So that's why more and more are moving on to own control capacity. And therefore, they decide what goes on an airplane and what doesn't. And um, I hope that uh, a lot of the big shippers out there will will recognise that in the future, when you know potentially some of the legacy operator will start operating again and start um, start looking for 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 cargo. Um, I hope that the uh, the big the big forwarders who are controlling that or have their own control capacity now will continue to do so. Lucy, it was an absolute delight uh, talking to you, and uh, thanks for making time for us uh, and talking about Chapman Freeborn and the industry in general. 
You're very welcome, Reggie, and I wish you all a, a nice evening in, in Mumbai and uh, all the best and speak to you soon. That was Rusi Bhatliwala, chairman of the board, Chapman Freeborn Group. That's it from us at Stat Media Group. We bring cargo masterminds every Monday. Thanks for tuning in and come back on next Monday for a fresh episode. Have a nice day.